0: Hi, and welcome to Back to Biz podcast with me, your host, Matt Page. Today, I'm excited to have Stanley Henry from The Attention Seeker joining us to be interviewed.
1: Hey, Stanley, how are you today? Yeah, good, thanks, Matt. Yeah, going well, keeping myself busy. Awesome, great
0: to see you. Hey, just a little bit about Stanley and his business. Stanley Henry is the founder and managing director of The Attention Seeker, a personal branding and LinkedIn marketing company. They help build ambitious people to build confidence through constant growth by simplifying the storytelling process. After spending 15 years running hotels across Australia, London, and Japan, Stanley moved back to Aotearoa in 2019 to start his own company, the attention seeker the attention seeker now have a team that is sixth in auckland and nine in the philippines when back in 2019 it was just stanley so amazing growth in the last two years how do you do it mate how did you uh
1: how did you grow your team so well (laughs) (laughs) oh you know what it's uh something i've been understanding a bit lately it's just falling in love with sales which sounds a bit you know it's not something for everyone and i think that has been the biggest part is just understanding how important sales is. No one was going to do it for me. I just had to get out there and grind, meet as many people as possible. But essentially what we do for clients is what I did for myself. I just built a team to do it for me and then that could do it for everyone else. And that's what we sold. So it's just sort of like proof in the pudding. Yeah. yeah. So you trial it on you first and uh, this, this works, <laughs> we sell it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. Hey, um, so how did you get started? Obviously you came from the, um, you know, the Was it hospitality or a hotel industry and how did you get started in your business and why
1: yeah it's a bit of a backstory, i suppose i had a really good career in hotels and i loved it i love hotels i loved working in it there was nothing wrong with the job but um it got to a point where you know in hotels the way most hotels run is that you have an owner of the building and then you have a management company who runs the hotel and so i work for the management companies Um, and hotel owners you know, the business owners, right? They want maximum return. They don't care what's happened, They you've just got to deliver it. So no matter how good you do, that's just what was expected. And if you don't do great, then you're the worst <laughs> person ever. So there was, there was just, there was middle or below, no no above, right? So it got to a point where, um, uh, Claire, my partner and I were in India, um, having a holiday for the first one in two and a half years or something. I left the hotel in like the best condition possible. Revenues were through the roof. Everything was going good. Team was rock solid. And we started getting all these emails from the owners, um, just having it go because I wasn't in the hotel and I just wasn't present. Right. They didn't like that. I wasn't there. And I just turned to Claire and I said, why Why am I working my ass off for this to just not be, you know, I appreciate it or be able to have the time off. And I said, we've got to do something on our own. Like, We've got to do our yeah. own thing. So that was a like, catalyst. Um, but then how we got into this business was really just testing the market. Got here. As I said, I started doing the things that we currently do for myself. And I did that myself as I was meeting people, they started asking me like, how are you doing this? Oh, this is what I'm doing. And then, um, I started using LinkedIn. How else do you find people? And then people started to pay me money to teach them that. And I "I don't really want to be a coach. So let's build a team that can execute it for people. Um, and that took a bit of time to figure that out. Our lockdown last year sort of really solidified all of that. And we realized that the execution part is what was really valuable Mm -hmm. to sell um and then it's just taken off since then like once we realized that's what people really wanted and just testing the market figuring it out uh it just hasn't slowed down well that's awesome and
0: what um i know you do some stuff outside of your current business well can you
1: tell us a little bit about those quickly yeah i mean we you know i'm pretty active out in communities and things like that we run Indonesia Network, which is a, a community for Māori and Pacifica business owners and professionals. Um, so, that's been a really cool passion project that we've been building since last yeah. April. We got built, uh, built out of the lockdowns. Um, so, it's like community building is a big part of what we do, it's a big part of the business growth and the business success. So, I'm um, a part of many business communities and I love business. So, that's sort of my pastime <laughs> as well. Uh, it kind of, sounds kind of disparate. Um, but, um but yeah outside of that look i'm uh i'm a pretty simple guy like i love um I, I play a lot of video games i watch a lot of youtube i spend a lot of time with my partner um and i eat, eat as much <laughs> as i can that's you know i'm ex-hospo so uh, getting my hands on food is uh always
0: yes yeah. oh cool um just a quick question about your team obviously um there's quite a few of you guys now and um spread out with both here in new zealand where we are and as well as in the mm. Philippines. So how do you manage your staff and workflows and also the different cultures?
1: Yeah, a good question. Uh, we're quite lucky with the Philippines team in that um, majority of that, we only really have to talk to two of them. Um, and that is the owner of the business of the outsourcing company and the team leader. And they've designed it in that way where they are, they can manage their team better than we can. Um, But we have dedicated people that know our 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 business know what we do for our clients and that they get certain clients to look after uh so that you know those client those staff over there know what they're doing and know the clients start to get to know everyone um and so it's quite easy from that philippine distance because the owner is a kiwi anyway uh, from the philippines so uh, glenn he is um, a kiwi who lives over there his wife's Philippines and his family's all Filipino Um, and so that's really good because the culture's not any different and actually he quite it's been quite good for him as well where a lot of his clients were American so having a Kiwi he understands our culture the way we like to sell the way we like Mm -hmm. to work Um, and then Diane who's our team leader uh, in the Philippines she's just amazing like she is our go-to daily who when we need to do anything over there she's very experienced and so we've we've been very lucky like I'm not gonna lie like my need to manage and lead that team in the Philippines is really minimal, um, which has helped actually. And it's one of the reasons I was able to uh, concentrate on the team in New mm-hmm. Zealand, because I didn't have to worry too much for the Philippines. They just, they knew what they were, they knew what I needed them to do better than yeah. I did. Them, you know? So I didn't need to tell them, they were like, yeah, Sam, we got this, like, yeah, we got thousands of clients, you're just yeah. one of them. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so they were onto it, which is great. Um, and then my New Zealand team, um, well, just leading in general has always been a big part of my career. Running hotels, you know, you're used to having 200 staff mm-hmm. or more. Um, so, if anything, I my team's tiny now. Like, uh, it's it's not it's I shouldn't say it's not a challenge, but it's such a small part of it at the moment. Um, the only real difference is this, the, my, their salaries are coming out of my pocket now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a a difference there where, you know, I want to obviously have the best for them. That's what I had in hotels. I was one of those sorts of leaders where I wanted the best Mm -hmm. for my team, but here that cost me personally. So there's a juggling act of, okay, I want the best for you, but also I need to put bread on my table as well. Um, So that's probably been the biggest challenge uh, for me. Um, And also that I'm the last buck, right? The buck stops with me that in hotels and everything, there was owners, there was upper management office and all that sort of stuff. But here there's an issue with staff like yep. I'm it. like it's either me or they're going to, you know, work safe or something, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's on the last bit. So. <laughs> so that's changed the dynamic as well. But but yeah, I've also been quite lucky with my team here. I've hired really yep. well. Um I've hired a few thousand people over my career, so I've got a I know a thing to do mm. about it. Um and I've managed to pick up some just amazing, amazing crew here, which have made my life so much easier. Um, and also, Alicia, who works with me, was one of my first employees. She had worked with me for eight years prior to moving to New Zealand to work with yeah. me. She's been my right hand woman for a long time now. Um, and so I had a lot, I have a lot of trust mm. in her. I don't have to do too much. She, she knows how I think, she knows what I need, um, and she just gets it done.
0: That's what you need, eh? And I've obviously dealt with yourself and Alicia and some of your team. And yeah, yeah they, they are all awesome people, which is great and must be a lot easier <laughs> for you, especially when you are the business owner. You've got to wear all those different caps, you know, it's and, and it's your uh, money. Um, one of the actually, things that came out of that and because we're connected on LinkedIn and I know we didn't talk about this question earlier, but I'm going to throw it at you is uh, you were yeah. talking about the other day on LinkedIn about investing in your business. And hmm. and it's interesting because when it is your business and it's your money and it's your hard work that yeah. that derives the profit, you could either sit back and yeah. go, hey, there's hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars here in the bank. Yeah. I could do something cool with this or I wanna invest it. And you, and you were talking a lot about investing more into the business. So mm-hmm. what is it that you're currently working on or investing in that you're excited
1: about and wanted to talk about? Yeah, look, I, it is a big thing for me to invest back in the business and I think the, the reason why is that I didn't get into business to buy myself a job. I had a great job beforehand and I could have moved to another hotel with different owners and whatnot. I got into business to build something and um, I'm not going to build that by pulling all the money out and buy me a boat, right? Like as much as that, as great as that will be, it's not going to help build a business. So. I went in with this saying to Claire, I said, look, we've got enough money in our shares portfolio and our um, superannuation in Australia that if, if I screw up for the next 30 years, we're sweet when we <laughs> retire. There's enough there, it'll compound interest up to enough. And so that that gave me a lot of, um, a big safety net, right? And I'm, and I'm grateful that Australian has such a strong superannuation scheme and most of my career was in Australia, so I built up a lot of money there uh, in that fund now where I invest my money into is, um, people, um, so I hire people maybe before I should, um, and I do that because I don't want to be stuck in the weeds doing the work. And I want, I want a team who's competent, who knows what they're doing. So I can go out and build a business. I am the still the biggest revenue driver for the business. I am the most of the brand is me. Um, so I invest in, uh, people to do that, to take care of the work. We invest a lot in our marketing and brand. We spend probably 25% of all our revenue goes back into marketing and, and yeah. brand. Um, and so we, we really do practice what we preach when we try it. What we sell, we spend a lot more than everyone else does on ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, then, uh, and then also just with experts, right? Like I'm not afraid to hire other consultants, other experts. Um, other people who can help teach us stuff we've had selling uh, sales coaches you know we've had um, people help us identify the culture that we're trying to create in the team Um, so a lot of different things like that on just upskilling and also just equipment um i'm a real big believer that tech um, is an enabler and bad tech can really slow you down Mm -hmm. And so the team making sure that they have the tech that they have. We have an IT support guy that we pay to look after all of that, so there's yep. no downtime there, um, and just so things keep working and keep turning along. Um, and even things like we've recently, well, pending lockdown, we're recently moving into a new office, um, and things like that. We see that as an investment too, yep. um, although it can be considered an expense where we've got the office. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a Commercial Bay in Auckland here? Uh, there's a lot of other community around there we see it as an opportunity to have a place to produce lots of content but also a place to meet and network with other business owners and grow sort of our i guess our influence and our client base Mm, oh for sure and that sounds cool
0: um especially the investment into the business that we asked about but also um you know putting people in the right tasks for their you know what they're Mm -hmm. really good at i i personally find that yeah i've got to hire. i've hired someone in my new business and we haven't even started yet and she's already doing work because i can't do admin it's just not my job you know i'm out there to see yeah. the people and, and do what you do sort of stuff so yeah, yeah very cool Absolutely. um one of the other questions we wanted to talk about was um obviously we've all heard the horror stories and i've even got stories from hotels not from running them but being a guest <laughs> in them um have yeah. you got any humorous stories or or interesting stories from your days of running hotels or even in the current business that you'd want to share with us?
1: Yeah. Look, the hotel industry is right with like both horrific <laughs> and hilarious stories. Right. Like, um, and I've said this before to people like it goes from everything as dark and sad as people committing suicide in their hotel rooms, which is terrible, mm-hmm. um, to, to like hens parties, leaving big dildos <laughs> all over, doorknobs along the hallway. Oh, I mean, that's the breadth of the stories, yeah. right? So where do you want to start? You know, like it's it's one of those things in hotels where people feel it's their home. Mm-hmm. And so because it's they feel that way, they, they they let their guards down a little bit. They probably do things <laughs> they shouldn't be doing. Um, and you just see it all. Like you just see everything. Like there's, you know, we've got stories of chickens, live chickens and people's... <laughs> You know, don't ask what the guy was doing with live chickens in his hotel room Um, to people, you know, the week before I started a new job in Central Coast Australia, a kid had jumped off the building trying to jump into the pool, missed the pool, missed the pool, you know, things like that. Like, it's just, it's just crazy how much different stuff there is. We had one time a a jewelry heist where there was a, I think it was like a $2 million ring, like a diamond ring. Uh, that was pretend- meant to be in our safe uh, but the police knew it was going down they'd come and picked up the diamond ring and waited for this heist to happen and anyway it all sort of started to play out the police came in, chased these guys off <laughs> and ended up being this big massive whole thing ended up on news and all sorts um, yeah Might yeah, like living in a movie wouldn't it <laughs> yeah it is a little bit like there's always some stories that I maybe not personally in my hotels but you know like the Parramatta um ridges is really famous for a bunch of stories and my boss is telling me about how you know they're renovating the rooms and they knocked out some walls behind the toilet and there was just a cache of guns <laughs> that and, and they've tracked it back to this gang member who stayed in that hotel room every time he came and that was his store wow. he'd store his <laughs> weapons you know things like that just people it's just crazy, crazy. But yeah
0: <laughs> yeah there'd be some out of it things happen in stories i'm sure yeah hey um we sort of touched on it, obviously, and uh, with the attention seeker, you work with many different types of businesses and different industries. Um, we're coming, hopefully, out of this COVID sort of world now and and getting back to mm. back to normal. But what what do you think? I hate the term "the new normal" is, but or what is it more that you see as working really well these days in the business world?
1: Yeah, I think like you know, to speak about what we know. Um, this concept of personal branding that's starting to get into the sort of ether, I suppose, is is really promising. Like people who build up their personal brand very strong, and especially in the B two B and professional services world, where um, reputation has been everything, reputation has grown their business to where they are now. Um, understanding that you can turn that reputation into a um, into a personal brand online, um, and ha- and do it genuinely as well, and, and being authentic through it. Um, it's really game changer. I mean, it's, it's most of the reason for our success building my personal brand online, um, and getting to meet lots of people and having conversations with them and, um, the power that LinkedIn currently has, it won't always be LinkedIn, but currently LinkedIn such a powerful network for that, for that um, idea. So anyone that you see who puts a lot of time and effort into growing their personal brand, and that's through content, it's through, um, just commenting on other people's content, it's just interacting, being part of communities. Yep. Uh, those people are all like dominating at the moment, you know, like, at, especially whenever we have these lockdowns and stuff, you talk to any, any of these other guys or even our clients who are doing it, um, and they're not struggling. Because when everyone has time on their hands and they think, oh, I need a, I need a network, I need to meet people, they reach out to the people they know the best. And that the people they know the best are the ones they constantly see on these yeah. platforms especially when they're stuck in their house and they can't go to a network event, right. So I think there's just a huge opportunity, especially for New Zealand. You know, we, a lot of service based businesses here in New Zealand are relatively cheap compared to what you pay for the same service in the U S or in Australia or whatever. Yeah. And so outsourcing New Zealand staff or New Zealand service providers to countries like the U S is just huge opportunity. It's already happening in like the development, like tech development world and things like that, where, you know, you can hire a developer for New Zealand at half the cost of what it would cost you in the US. Right. And so because you don't need to be in the office in, in development, yep. you can hire. they can be anywhere. The American firms can hire people here, pay them above market rate for New Zealand, but still below market rate in the US. So there's a big opportunity to be able to work across borders digitally by building that personal brand. And I think that's only going to continue as um, as we come out of this COVID post-COVID mm. world.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Great insight there. One of the things I always like to talk about is goal setting, and um, I don't want to know what your goals are, but do you set either personal or business goals or both? And 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 do you use a certain system for goal setting?
1: Yeah, look, I'm big on goals as well. Um, I probably aren't as formal as say some people are, um, but I am definitely, I definitely always have goals in place. Um, I mean, my overarching goal for this business in terms of financial returns is pretty simple. It's every 12 months, triple, that's my goal. Whether I get it or not, that's what I'm aiming for. Um, And that's triple in revenue um, is is what I mean. And, uh, but in terms of like just daily stuff, the way I've sort of transformed it from goal setting is to habit stacking um, and just ensuring I have very good habits. Because I know if I keep my habits right, if I keep a good morning routine, all the things I want to achieve tend to happen anyway, because I've started my day off right. I'm in the productive mode and I'm getting crap mm-hmm. done. So for me, that big thing is the gym. If I get to the gym first thing in the morning, the rest of it falls into place. Yes. Uh, so as you can imagine, the last six weeks, uh, you know, I've been a bit. So what are you doing for the gym um, work? Have so, you set you up at home? No, nah, you know what? Mm. I don't. And, and it's real hard. I am. Um, it's been a it's a real. Hard thing for me in lockdown. It's the one bit of lockdown I don't cope with very well. Is that I don't have a very good physical like activity thing. Mm-hmm. And so, what I do do is go for walks with Claire. Like we'll try to walk as often as possible. Um, but I also understand that like this like Zoom calls and video calls is extremely draining. And I do so much of them over lockdown because it's the only way you can talk to yeah. people. Um, I really focus on the mental health side of it, like. I, I take the time out instead of going for a walk. I will, I will relax and chill and I'll turn things off. Mm. And like if I have 15 minutes between a call or 20 minutes, I'll just, I won't go and do work. I'll just go tune out, put on some YouTube and chill. Yep. Um, so I don't want to burn out because I'm doing, you know, eight or nine video calls a day. Mm. Uh, I'm focusing more on that at the moment. Um, but yeah, look, I do, I do try to keep it up over lockdown. I'm just, mm. yeah, it's, it's not like it is when it's outside every other when um when it's not locked down. You know, we go in the gym every day. Yeah,
0: and I think it's about um, not so much shifting your focus, but prioritizing what's important. And and yeah. if you're going up, if you're getting up and going to work, it's like cool. I go to there and then I can do that. Yeah. Um, but and I was mm-hmm. talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and they and they were talking about the lockdowns. They were in Melbourne, which have been, I think, the longest yeah. city in the world of lockdowns. And they yeah. were sort of saying, like they're treating it like whilst they they work in hospitality, so they can't really work. But they're sort of treating it as like a forced holiday, and it's like, look, yeah, it sucks. I want to like my holidays. I want to go to Hawaii or somewhere nice, <laughs> it's like, yeah. not my you know living room. But it's like yeah. work on yourself, and they're reading a bit and just chilling out. And, yeah. and I don't think we've got to be hundred percent on all the time, especially when we're nah. working at home. You can take the days and i think like last week or something on a wednesday i had a meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning and they had nothing else in my door and i'm like i could sit on the computer and do stuff well you know what i'm gonna go watch a movie so I sat on the yeah, couch nice. and did that and it was good just to chill you know
1: yeah yeah i agree i'm big for that mm. like even today claire she's off at the driving range right nice. like contactless driving range yeah. so she's just i'm like yeah just go do it like get out yeah. um you got to i think mental health is a real big thing during lockdown mm. <laughs> it's it mental.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And like this is obviously going to be dated to when we talk about it, but it's mental health week here in New Zealand or month, I think, in October, September, October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good to be talking about this stuff. And, you know, if people are struggling out there, definitely get in touch with wherever you are. Yeah. Um, organizations are there to help and make sure you get through things.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to know like a lot of people see that I work my ass off all the time, but. I don't compromise it, right? Like if I'm not feeling a hundred percent, I'm turning it off. I'll cancel meetings if I have to, yeah. um, I don't do it to my detriment. Like I, I, I love what I do, so I'm happy to do it. But when it gets too much or I'm tired or I just don't have the energy or I'm going to, it's going to be bad mm-hmm. for me. You know, I'm happy to just reschedule or, you know, cancel meetings and just take time for myself. It's just so important. Exactly.
0: It is super important.
1: Well, good. Hey man, we're nearly finished got one last question from mm.
0: me. It's a uh, two-parter though. Well, it's not a two-parter. What I want to find out is if you were talking to someone or someone gave you a call and said, hey, I'm thinking about starting a new business or someone mm. who is in a business currently and might be struggling with how to get to the next step in their business, what would be a couple of tips you'd give someone about that stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah, look, I saying before um, my current thinking on that is is fall in love with sales and, and and it's a it's a tough one for a lot of people to swallow because a lot of people are like oh i'm not just i hate sales i'm not a salesy person i don't like pushing and it's like well i just don't think that that's what sales is you know and like sales doesn't have to be shoving your product or service down someone's throat but it is having conversations with people it is getting to know them it is trying to find the You know, the problem that you can solve for people. Um, And the only way to do that is to talk to as many people as possible and have those conversations and ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I think people, like, I've I've met a lot of people now throughout this time um, that just haven't got comfortable with that idea. You know, they want, you know, like someone who does marketing, people often come to you, like, look, I want leads, I want this, I want that. It's like, okay, but. you need a sales tool. you need to do the relationship building you do need to build rapport with people and you find a lot of business owners that i talk to like oh look i just is there another way we can do the sales process can i outsource it or whatever and i just think if you don't have the capital behind you to hire a sales team and, and fund that sales team for a good 12 months to get them up to scratch uh you just have to you have to love sales you just have to figure it out it's going to make or break and, and a lot of the businesses that were starting around the same time when i moved back to new zealand they no longer exist because of that reason mm. like the, the founders couldn't sell or they couldn't get comfortable with it and they weren't willing to learn you know they weren't willing to invest the time into what it takes to be a good salesperson and drive business and add value to other businesses mm. um, and that's something i didn't take for granted like i said i hired a sales coach um, i talked to many other people who are quite highly qualified in that arena as well um, and I always try to ask questions about it and try to figure out better ways that we can do it the better how can we add more value to customers as well and um, so that you know it's less of a sales process and it's more of us are helping the, the people that we're trying to help which is really what it should be about yeah. um, that's the biggest advice like don't underestimate how hard it is to sell and I feel like a lot of people who are really skilled at what they do and they get into their business that way they do it. They they bring over a lot of clients or referrals from their their reputation in the marketplace and their life, and that's kind of where it stops. And they get a few referrals, but there's no way to scale it mm. because they don't want to go out and do the do the networking and building the com- community and the audience and all of that. So that that is by far my number one rule. Um, and the second thing I've noticed since um, coming to New Zealand, coming out of hotels especially how little people want to get help. Mm. Like you said today, right? You hired someone to help you because you hate admin. That's so smart, Mm. you know? Like so many people aren't doing that. They aren't getting the help around them that they need. They don't have to be staff, but there's plenty of great freelancers out there, virtual assistants, Fiverr. I mean, anything you want done, you can find on Fiverr. Um, And look, it's so cheap on Fiverr. Just give it a crack. It doesn't work, just I'll pay (laughs) something. You you want a logo, spend 10 bucks. If it doesn't
0: like it, get another one.
1: That's it. Right? Like, it's just such a cheap service. So I just think like getting help and, um, I find that because people, I I find that there's a lot of people who've come into business, not really having had much leadership experience, which is fine, but then they have to work on that, like they Mm. have to develop that leadership skill, understand why they need people, why they need help, and then go ask for that help. One of the best pieces of advice I got when I was probably, I uh, would have been 23 or something like that when I was working in hotels was the greatest leaders in life are those who know how to ask for help. Mm. And I, I just, it, at first I didn't understand what my boss was trying to tell me and it took about a year or two to sink in uh, when I finally got a really decent, I, I think I was a banquets manager it was my first banquets manager role or events manager. And I realized that crap, I need, I need to ask for <laughs> help. I, I can't do this on my own. And I, and I screwed up a big event because I didn't ask for help. Yeah. Um, and it was a real hard lesson to learn, but, uh, it, it, it all sort of clicked into place. Okay. That's what he meant that. Me. Like I need to go and ask people for the right help. And, and it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Mm, for sure. You know, that I know my limitations. So mm. yeah, I think those two things for me, like get comfortable with selling and ask for help or surround yourself and all the help that
0: you Yeah. Get a good, get a good group of people that you can talk to and ask.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's so yeah. cool, man. Hey, look, we're all done here um, today. But lastly, I wanted to just find out how do people get in touch with you if they want to find out more about what you guys do and, and, and learn more about, you know, how to be better yeah. and more,
1: um, be their own personal brand better. Yeah, look, um, best way is LinkedIn, obviously. So uh, search for Stanley Henry on LinkedIn. You'll find me. I'll probably pop up. Um, But otherwise, theattentionseeker.com. You'll find our website and everything's there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, get in touch, add me on LinkedIn. Always happy to have new connections and followers and talk to people and have conversations.
0: No worries. And as always, we will put all of the links to you in the show notes at the bottom of this um, and on the uh, podcast as well. So um i think it's been really awesome to sit and have a chat with you today stanley um you know we go back a year or two now and work together yeah. and currently working together so it's um i always learn something when i talk to you and i i, I wanted to be nosy about the hotel stuff because we've not really talked about that a lot so it's always interesting to get the background of the man um but awesome thanks for stopping by
1: and having a chat with us and uh, look forward to talking to you soon now you're welcome thanks for having me on appreciate it cheers
0: mate cheers, guys. bye Thanks so much again, Stanley Henry from The Attention Seeker for stopping by and having a chat to us today. I'm sure you all got a lot out of it and it's amazing what Stanley has done with his team in such a short time with his business. So I look forward to seeing what's coming up next for them and stay tuned to this channel for more great content coming out soon. And again, as always, please do like and subscribe to this video and send the notification bell on so that way you keep up to date when we drop these episodes out every week. Thanks for stopping by and talk soon.